Blue Shirt Breakaway fans, welcome to another wonderful week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg. Greg, say hello. Hi, buddy. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Oh, you know, hanging in there, living the dream. Pretty good week for the Rangers, with the exception of the Blackhawk game. Uh, and we got a big road trip coming up that's going to be pretty tough, I, w- I would say that. And it starts all with the Devils, and we're going to review all that today. Uh, but before all that starts, I want to just say, Mac is back on the ice. I know. Right? Just a step in the right direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to say that he didn't have a concussion or the second concussion. He's eating soft foods, and uh, his jaw really hurts. The guy who hit him, I forget his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, Leo Komarov. There bro. it is. He texted him right away and apologized, even though that was a very, very dirty elbow right off the bat uh, to Mac's head. And I have to say that I really thought he wasn't going to come back for the rest of the season. I'm very wary of concussions, and I'm a very, uh, ooh, man, they scare me. But to have him back on the ice, he's not going to play against the Devils this week, and he, but he's going to take the road trip for us. Yeah, I bet you he's back by the end of the week. I don't know if he's going to play against, I think, the are the Blues the second game or is the Stars the second game? I think the uh, Stars are the second game. And I, I bet you he's back for the Blues. He might sit that game against the Stars just to be super safe. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's good to have him back. Obviously, he's the captain. He'll share up the defense. And, uh, man, fighting through these injuries with Nash and McDonough hasn't really been a problem for us, which is very strange to say. Yeah, well, we've been talking about how this team's just in a very good rhythm right now, and it doesn't really seem to matter who's not on the ice. The players that they have going are finally clicking, something we haven't seen since, you know, November, late November. Yeah, actually, we're 9-4-1 and without Nash, uh, but... This actually begs the next question. A.V. pretty much came out and told the media over the past week that, or I guess yesterday, uh, that he wants to bring in one or two players before the deadline. And I'm not sure how I feel about that because, I'll be honest, I don't want us to trade any of the prospects we have. Well, I don't know if it's a matter of trading the prospects we have. It's a matter of they don't really have that many to trade in the first place. Like, the prospects people are going to want are at the top of the Rangers system, and they're just not in the position to trade them. And it's not like they have first-round picks anymore to dangle. Yeah. So it's less of a you-want-to-trade-the-kids and more of a the Rangers don't exactly have kids to trade. Right. We have uh, Pavel, but that's about it, right? And then yeah, and I don't, think they're gonna, I don't think there's any scenario in which the Rangers would actually trade him. No, never. If, if he was traded, I would, I would have a total fit. I would be very, very angry. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think there's a trade out there that makes sense money-wise – or talent-wise for the Rangers to move either Grupp or Buknovich. So I don't I don't see either of those two guys moving. And if you're not going to move those two guys, I mean, those are really the only two desirable assets the Rangers have at the minor league level. So without them, you know, and they only have $4.3 million in cap space to work with at the deadline. There aren't exactly a whole lot of contracts that'll – equal out to that exact amount of payment, it, it, the Rangers are in a weird spot. They, It would make sense for them to bring players in, but they don't have the assets to trade the players. So I don't exactly know how they're going to make it happen. A.B. could want as many new players as he thinks they need. It's, the Rangers, they're just in such an awkward situation in, with the cap and with the pieces that they can move that – it's just very hard to envision the Rangers making an impact trade like the St. Louis trade two years ago or even the Yandel trade last year. They just don't have the pieces. Can't work. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I'll actually, I'm going to take a stance right now against my previous stance, which is I actually don't think we should trade Yandel. Because you're crazy. Like, yeah. I, I, I get what you were saying. That you I've don't come want around. Yandel to, yeah, you don't want Yandel to walk away for free. Nobody does. But at the same time, you know, he's a rental for someone, and the Rangers need to treat him like a rental for themselves because they need him. He's their second most important defenseman at this moment. And he's been a very important part of the offense. I've warmed up the end. I used to not be a fan of his. But uh, there's just no scenario in which the Rangers, as currently constructed, could afford a trade of Yandel. I don't know uh, what you could even get for Yandel at this point. I don't know what his value is or what the prospect return would be for a a two-month rental for a cup run. And I think I'd rather have him for our own cup run. If, If it does happen, obviously, I want him there. Uh, he's really impressed me over the past week. He did have a shaky game against the Blackhawks. We're going to get to in a second, but, uh, he made a little Bush league play at the end of that game, but he made a pass last night against the Red Wings. That was on the money right in front of the goal. And sometimes he's just, he's just such an impressive offensive defenseman that it's, it's hard not to have him on the team for this upcoming run. Cause to be honest, we're only two points behind where we were last year. And looking at this team and how this team feels compared to how I felt last year, it certainly does not feel that way. Yeah, well, it's also important to remember that it's a, it's just a buyer's market this year because everyone seems to be in the race. The only two teams that seem to be ready to sell are the Sabres and the Leafs, and the Rangers don't exactly match up with any trades with the Leafs. I'm not sure the pieces the Sabres even have to trade if they have value or a usable asset uh, for the Rangers to use. Uh, the name Louis Erickson's been floating around this week, but it was talks that it would take a Chris Kreider-type player in return to get Erickson. I don't see the Rangers making that move at this moment. It's a trade I would have made, you know, six, eight weeks ago, but the Rangers, I, I, I don't, that would, I would think, rock the boat a little too much for their cup of tea. It just it, it's hard to find a perfect trading partner for the Rangers at this point in time because they're just not a, those players just aren't available at the deadline this year. That's why there have been so few trades. Yeah, totally. There's only been one blockbuster trade this year, uh, and that being said, it really was it really wasn't that big a deal <laughs> when it comes down to it. And the Rangers, well, no, it was it was a big deal. It's just it was a deal the Rangers could never make. Right, the at Rangers least not this year. The Rangers are in a, a very tough spot. They're in cap hell. What are they going to do? It's just there's not many options for them, and maybe the rentals they want, they just can't get. People aren't just giving up good players to come play on other teams that are making cup runs. Um, and speaking of that, they do need some forward uh, depth, as they would say right now, because they just uh, waved Pae to the AHL. And I'm going to butcher this name. Haverick came up. He, uh, he only played uh, seven minutes and 32 seconds uh, over nine shifts against the Red Wings. You know, you can't really evaluate a player like that. The kid was in the, uh, he's 24, and he was in the AHL for four years. He's actually the second leading scorer on the Wolfpack right now. Uh, so uh, hopefully he can hold his own, and we're going to see that over the, next, over the next week with him. But we pretty much brought him up because he's cheap, and we're trying to clear money. Yeah, and, you know, there's really no, it's not a big deal to have one of your fourth-line wingers continue to be like a revolving door of guys that could make an impact or guys that, might flame out to be nothing. That's kind of the purpose of your fourth line. Like the great teams, of course, they have established lines from top to bottom, one through four, but 
on a normal team, your fourth line's kind of for experimentation and to give players you otherwise wouldn't give a shot, give them the seven minutes of ice time to see what's possible. So who knows? Maybe this guy has a very electric uh, two-week period here. Maybe he finds a home for the Rangers on the back end and can add something to some of their depth issues that they've had throughout the season. Or, you know, maybe he's just another guy that suits up for the Rangers and doesn't have a lasting impact for a while. But no harm in trotting him out there and seeing if he works. I mean, we kind of know what Paye is at this time. He will not add anything offensively to your squad. He's basically like a third defenseman on the ice. And the Rangers want to see if they can get a little bit more um, added dynamic to that fourth line. So give the kid a shot. See what he's got. Yeah, that being said about Paye, one of the main reasons he got cut, and we're going to go to the Blackhawks game, I guess we can go now, uh, is because against the Blackhawks, you know, the power, the penalty kill was garbage. It was really bad. Uh, they We allowed three goals on the power play that night, and uh, Paye was on the penalty kill, and we, he was signed specifically for killing penalties and adding depth to our forwards. And obviously he didn't do a good enough job, and that's why we called up Havrick. And that's an, another th- another point I wanted to bring up was we didn't call back up Magna, and that's for a reason. Uh, we obviously didn't like what we saw up here from him, even though he had nice speed and he brought a little bit of a burst to the team when he was on. Uh, AV has a special place for this guy, Havrick. I was reading today that he was actually the second-to-last cut uh, last year and almost this year too so he had an impressive training camp with us and that's why av decided to give him a shot and uh he's gonna obviously he's gonna play hard this might be your only chance you ever get in the nhl he's only projected as an 11th forward uh or 12th forward so uh we'll yeah, see they're, how- not, they're not asking him to be anything more than he is which is a change of pace type player on your fourth line and you know if he doesn't work out i'm sure we're gonna see nicholas jensen who's the kid we got from vancouver for Emerson Adam, we'll see him him at some point because he's been doing some impressive things down in AHL. And the move the Rangers probably could make is, you know, lower cost depth pieces. They could probably make one or two of those type trades that will not cost a whole lot in return, maybe like a later round draft pick. But I, I to expect the Rangers to do something flashy at the deadline kind of feels a little naive to think. I, the Rangers just don't have that move in the cards this season. And I'm not sure that it's necessarily a good thing, even if they did have the pieces to make a big move like that. At some point, you're going to have to just ride and die with the players you got. And the Rangers have a nice young core. They got a couple nice players coming up through the pipe. They got a good mix of younger players and veterans. And, you know, at some point, this team with Henrik and goal, they're just going to have to see what they can do. You know what? And something I want to bring up and, this is talked about a lot in sports. I just really like the chemistry on this team. It really feels like everyone on, the, everyone on this team really likes each other. Yeah, don't rock the boat. Yeah, every, everyone seems to get along. Their Instagrams are all cute and cuddly. Everyone hangs out all the time. Henrik is looking good all the time, just sexy-wise. You know you know how it goes. He's killing it with the modeling gigs. And uh, I just like the chemistry on this team and the way it feels. I can't imagine breaking it up, trading any one of the core pieces right now and just moving it. We've got to go forward what you have and take a shot and make one more run with this team and then uh, assess from there. Anyway, let's move on to the Blackhawks game. Uh, this game was a disaster because we played really well. We took the lead, and we ended up losing to a team that is probably all in all better than us. Yeah, I mean, it sucks when you lose winnable games, uh, but it, it's one of those weird situations where you kind of take the silver lining that the Rangers put themselves in a position to win, and if they executed a little better, they would have. Um, so, you know, as disheartening as... It's one of those games where 
Uh, well, I haven't made a baseball analogy yet on this podcast. If you're trailing going into the eighth inning and you hit a two-run home run to take the lead, and now you have a 3-2 lead going into the ninth just to blow it in the ninth, that, that's what this game is like. Oh. And now my dog's barking. Is that your dog? <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. Oh, that's this. okay. That's... All right. Uh, everyone listening, this is the Dog Bark Podcast. Oh, no question. It's been a, it's been a hard time for editors everywhere, in case you're wondering. This will uh, not go down in the annals as one of our best ones. No, it's it's now my dog's barking. Great. Fantastic. Uh, that being said, the power play was pretty good against the Blackhawks. Uh, right. Again, silver lining game. There were things Rangers did well. There were things Rangers didn't do well. And if they were playing a more inferior opponent, it would have made a difference. But they were playing the Blackhawks. And when you play the Blackhawks, shit like that happens. You right. can't make mistakes against very good hockey teams. And I have to say, Girardi still playing well. Still playing uh, pretty I, solid I, in this game. You know, Mac was good before he got injured in the Leafs game. Uh, and it's really starting to look like our defense is coming together. I have firmly been in the just give Girardi some time corner. And finally, you guys are kind of, I don't know if you guys are coming on to my side of the thinking. I just think, you know, Girardi is doing what Girardi does. Come playoff time, he's going to be fine. And I've been saying that since the get-go. And he's starting to show flashes. Things are all right. Girardi's going to be fine. Girardi and Stahl, even Stahl's not really my concern. These guys are vets. They've done it before. They know what they got to do for the playoffs. They'll be fine. Right. And this game really showcased how talented the Blackhawks are. Not only did uh, Patrick Kane have a, a, an amazing assist to put a puck right in front of Lundqvist, but uh, Panarin just crushed us with a hat trick and really <laughs> took it to us. And Yeah, Panarin's going to be the uh, rookie of the year this year, and... That's not just because Connor McDavid got hurt and missed six weeks. It's also because he's just been playing out of his mind the entire season and continues to show that the Blackhawks are just the finest organization in hockey. I, I was about to say, I wonder what have, it's like. <laughs> when you have Taze Kane and Hosa and Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and Corey Crawford, and they can still find guys like this who make a difference and turn out to be that X factor for them. And that's why, you know, every year they're getting ready to go and there'll be ready to make a cup run once again. And quite honestly, they're the, I, I, I'd consider them the favorite for the Stanley Cup title at this point. I don't care what the Capitals are doing. you got to beat the champs to be the champs, and that's the Blackhawks. How, do you, yeah, how could you? Even though the Capitals are on pace for an amazing record, uh, and the Stars have just as much firepower, if not, well, I would say about the same amount of firepower as the Blackhawks, uh, you can't count them out. They're a veteran team who have done it before, and they're probably going to do it again. And it's it's that's a scary team. I don't want to play in the finals if we do get there, but I'm never gonna talk about that again until it happens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fear for another day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, blowing that lead and Henrik having a mediocre game, that yeah, just happens against a great team. I'm not yeah, too I'm again, not, not again, too worried about it. Happy the Rangers put themselves in a position to be competitive against the best team in hockey, but very disappointing they couldn't close the deal. But it happens. That does happen. That's, that's hockey. Here's what did worry me. Against the Leafs, we did win, but we played like crap. Uh, right, and the Leafs are a bad enough team where you can get away playing like crap against, uh, which is you know why the Rangers won that game. But uh, that was equally concerning, you know. But some of that, they're playing on a back-to-back, coming off an emotionally draining game against the Blackhawks. It's another. They got the two points, which was the most important part of it, and I guess I can't really complain beyond the two points. We talked about the McDonough injury in that game, which didn't help the Rangers, who were already playing uh, tired against, again, against the Blackhawks the day before. 
So you can find excuses for that game as well. It, the, just be happy the Rangers won. And I think, uh, you know, we saw what we needed to see from Ranta in that game, which was most important. Right, he finally got a win. Yeah. He kind of calms down the chatter about needing to improve the backup goalie situation. So. Well, I think if he lost that game, we ended up trading for a goalie that week. If not, just at least giving someone else a chance. Uh, you and I had the discussion last week about how this was going to be make or break time for Ranta. And, you know, if he plays like he did against the Leafs, was he great? No. Was he manageable? Yes. And with a better defensive performance in front of him, he could be a perfectly fine backup goalie that gets a start a week. And he's going to get a start this week. The difference is whoever it comes against, it's going to be a potential playoff team, and he's going to have a much bigger challenge. Right, and Zuccarello pretty much won this game by himself. Uh, had a great goal, two assists, and he's just, God damn it, he's good at hockey, and he's so fun to root for. Uh, him, him, JT Miller, and Derek Broussard have been... Well, you, uh, wait, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta hold on, I gotta hold on. I gotta add Brass in there. Brass has been so good. I, I, just, I, I said Zuccarello, Miller, and Derek Broussard. Those are the three names oh, I just I'm sorry, said. I'm sorry, I heard, I heard someone else. <laughs> No, I heard. I said Zook, J.T. Miller, and Derek Broussard have been the Rangers' lifeline uh, without Nash. And if they can continue to play this well when Nash comes back into the lineup, it's just going to be com- just playing with um, house money at that point. And Stefan's been really good too. I, I can't discredit him. He's been also insane. Those four. So, those four players have really become the heart and soul of this team, and really have taken it over. I mean, the whole team has taken it up another level. But oh I yeah. Think Specifically, offensively speaking, JT Miller is playing like a world-class hockey player, and Zook is continuing to show why the Rangers were smart to start building around him. And Derek Broussard, some were questioning why he got such a big contract when he did, but he's having a career year. He's having a great season. Yeah, you can't stop him right now. He's, he's seeing the puck really clearly. He obviously is putting it in front of the net. He's got great assists, and he's scoring at an incredible pace. I think he has 46 points already on this season, which is, uh, I think he scored 20 goals this season. That's his career high. Yeah, easily as high as a Ranger, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, so getting outplayed by the worst team in the league, uh, but still winning is okay in my book. Sometimes, some nights you uh, you can't get away with that, but this night we some, did. Some nights you just need the two points. That, that was one of those games. It was a back-to-back, and frankly, it's a long season. And these players, they can't give you all they got, all they got every game, and that's just human, you know, unless you're, uh, you're, really, you're really that player who just drives that hard. Gotta gotta you gotta play a little bit uh light some nights. Everyone yeah, takes nights it, off. Yeah, and it was a back to back coming off a hard loss against the Blackhawks to play the worst team in the league without any rest. It, you know, there's gonna be a letdown. I'm just you gotta be happy they won the game. That that's really trying to take a deeper narrative from that game is a little foolish. So very happy for the two points and was very happy they carried those two points on to Detroit. Agree, and this Detroit game was a blast to watch, and by that I mean I put coal in my butt and crap diamonds, uh, because this game was tight, 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 and uh, obviously it ends up we end up winning in overtime on an Optimus Prime amazing goal, uh, and I have to say before we talk about this game, I'm so happy to have Optimus Klein on our team. He has been uh, just a, such a solid pickup. He scores. Well, he's not, a, he's not a huge defensive scorer, but he always scores very clutch goals in overtime, uh, always is around the net, and I'm never worried about him. And, you know, you know he's all in for the team. He's willing to play through injuries. He's playing with a broken thumb right now. Right, yeah, he was playing. Yeah, guy plays through everything. I mean, last year, he, what, I think he broke his arm, part of his arm, before the playoffs. 
Anytime. If I had a broken thumb, I'll tell you right now, I probably wouldn't even want to do this podcast. That's true. That's a, that's a fact. And he's been killing it. Actually, last night in the post-game interview, he was like, not bothering me, I'm playing Ranger hockey. And that's 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 a guy I always want on my team. He's He's been a wonderful to watch. When um, the Rangers traded for him, it was, a, it was a depth move. I don't think anyone expected Klein to become a difference maker for this team, but he's probably been their most consistent defenseman all season. Yeah, this season for sure, especially with Mac being hurt and Yandel having some up and downs. Uh, and uh, with you know, and also the debacle of Girardi and Stahl for the beginning of the season, who have now obviously, as we said before, come to form. So more back to this game. Uh, obviously, there was a very controversial call where uh, Howard tripped Oscar Lindbergh in front of the goal. Lindbergh ends up hitting him in the head with his skate, and uh, they call the goal off from Kevin Hayes from the corner, which I couldn't believe went in, went off the side of uh, Howard there. They call this off, and I, it's, it was so questionable. And if the Rangers would have been losing this game, you and I would have been freaking out. But with a win, it's not that big a deal. But on tape, it doesn't look like goalie interference. Yeah, see, I, I disagree. On tape, I think it does look like goalie interference. Oh, okay. I think that's the letter of the law. And the whole reason we have replay is to make sure we get these calls right. And sure, it's, it feels 50-50. You don't feel great overturning it, but... Unlike in the NFL where no one knows what a catch is, I, I do think, even though the Rangers were on the short end of the stick, I do think that was goalie interference. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, if that happened against, if that happened to Henrik, I know I'd be flipping out. Like, he got kicked in the head. What do you mean? Uh, yeah. We ended up winning this game, and that's, that's you know, a great, a great feeling. We get the two points in the overtime. But if, it was going, if this was a playoff game, I don't think we'd ever end up hear, hear the end of this one. It was, no, uh, but... But, you know, you go through this stuff so you can understand the system and so you can be better from it as well. And the Rangers, again, another game where it was very good to get to two points. And with the Rangers at this point in the year, all I'm worried about is getting the two points. It doesn't really matter how it happens to me. Totally agree. Uh, I have to say that I really enjoyed uh, Kreider's play in this game, and he seemed really aggressive. Oh, fast got robbed. By Jimmy Howard, who had, who I did not know was having a terrible year and was actually dethroned as the goalie of the Red Wings. Uh, he's he played out of his goddamn mind and just trying to own, own the uh, Red Wings goalie job once again. But uh, he robbed Fast two times, and there was one incredible play where Fast was just by himself in front of the net. No one else was there. It was Fast and Broussard, and Howard makes an incredible save. So uh, had to game respect game on that side. And it was a great game on that side. Sucks to see him lose, but great to get the two points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Again, needed the two points. They got four points on the week. What well, was a very hard week for them. Can't complain. I, For the first time, this is like three straight weeks in a row for us where we come on this podcast and say we can't complain. Hey, five-point week? Take it all the time. It was a four-point week, but I, I again, I appreciate your uh, enthusiasm. Oh, 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 math week? Can't math. <laughs> <laughs> do I have like one big mess up like every week on this podcast? It's been pretty good. At least, I mean, you're anything but consistent. That's true, and you know what? That's a roller coaster of emotions, and that's why you guys come here, right? It's something like that. All right, let's get to these upcoming games. Hey, the Devils! Big news in Devil Land today. Uh, Kovalchuk. I mean, it, it's not it's to call it big news in Devil Land. So the reports now are that Kovalchuk was he wasn't quite dismissed from the team. It's really more like a one game suspension. Um, but yeah, the, it, there were tweets out today that Kovalchuk had been kicked off his KHL team, which of course got the rumor mill swirling around. Is he going to come back to the NHL? But 
our good friend Jeff Belinsky, who we were actually going to have on this podcast today, but unfortunately it's tax season and uh, he is stuck at the office. Um, Are you trying to say that he's accounted for? Oh, God, you make me so sad. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, basically what it would take for Kovalchuk to come back to the NHL is extraordinary. So much so that it almost seems worth it for both parties to not even broach the subject. And I would calm everybody down before they start clamoring to see Kovalchuk back in the NHL. Hey, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Do you ever turn your phone off during the podcast? <laughs> no, I do not. I, well, I, no, I did once. I don't remember when that was. But you never know when something crazy is going to happen, like the Toronto Blue Jays trading for Jay Bruce, because that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I don't get that, and that's a, that's for another time. Uh, maybe but next week. Maybe. Uh, probably not, though. But maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to just throw that out there I wanted to, for the viewers, because I know they, they're asking viewers. Wow, listeners are probably asking themselves, does Greg ever turn his cell phone off? You know what? They could ask me all they want because I communicate with them all the time and they have never once brought it up. So I think this is a personal problem on your end, bro. Totally fine. Totally understandable. That, that being said, I think my phone just rang. <laughs> yeah, so joke's on you. Joke's on me. Hot calling the kettle black here. Joke's on me. I think I'm I, wow, I, listen. Anyway, devil's game is what we were talking about. Fine. Um, At least Stepiak still leads this team with 40 points. I cannot believe that's real. And yeah. good again, if you can if you can beat Corey Schneider twice, you should win the game. That's kind of the way it goes with the Devils. They just do not have any scoring at this moment, and it's the one thing that they somehow need to address at the trade deadline. And it's not like they have the pieces they want to trade either for a prime time score, and one might not even be available that they can get. So they're kind of stuck in no man's land as well. Right. And and we've gone over the Devils before. Uh, I I don't know if I think Calamari, uh, Kamo, I can't say his name. Camilleri. Kama 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 Camilleri. Uh, My camera Camilleri. He was. I don't know if he's going to be back for this game. I think he's going to come back later this week, so we might dodge him one more time. Yeah, he's another guy where uh, he's been week to week, and I think the Rangers are going to Rangers get a lucky break this week. They're not going to face Camilleri against the Devils, and they're not going to face Alex Steen when we take on the St. Louis Blues. Right, and the St. Louis Blues, speaking of them. Uh, but right, actually, right before we get to them, we have nine points in the Devils now. It's a nice cushion lead. The Capitals actually beat them up over the weekend. And uh, so the, the lead that used to be four points is now nine. So I'm not as worried about them as I used to be. So, but still a little kind well, of a must-win game. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I hate using the term must-win, but this is another week where the Rangers are playing three potential playoff teams, so they need to find a way to get at least three points, and the easiest way to do that would probably be to beat the Devils and then squeak a point on the road in either Dallas or St. Louis. Totally agree. Uh, that being said, I haven't seen the Islanders in a while. I think they're coming up next week. They're coming up next week, yes. Okay. That'll, be, that'll be fun. We should do a special a Islanders pod. Well, it's a Sunday game. I oh. wish I could, but I'll be traveling for reasons I can't share. Totally fine. No, we shouldn't do that. All right, <laughs> uh, on to this Blues game. This Blues team has 78 points. Very good team. 79 team points, that's sorry. Been battling, battling injuries left and right. They've lost so many players. Like, they're going to be without Steen in this game, who's arguably their second-best player behind Terry Shanko, and he's going to miss significant time, too. They're talking three to four weeks with him. You pronounce it Tereshenko? Tereshenko, yeah. I thought it was Tazarenko. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Totally. I, I, I don't even know how to address this with you. Just the totally, straight. Totally fine. I've heard announcers. I think Sam calls him Tazarenko. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you might be wrong. I guess we'll that find out like... this week. 
I always thought it was Tarashenko. Listen, uh, listen closely, fans. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I might be confusing him with a European soccer player. I don't know anymore. My totally fine. This, this team, better. as I was talking to you earlier, has two amazing goalies. And they... They don't even have a, they don't have a set starter. Both have played. One has played. Uh, Jake Allen's played thirty two games, and Brian Elliott's played twenty nine. Well, I think Allen is coming off injury now. He missed significant time with injury, which forced Elliott into a starting role, and Elliott just ran with it. He's right, been great. Right now they're now they're just riding the hot hands day by day. Right, which is a fantastic situation. They basically are playing with two number one goaltenders. Life's tough, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, we got Henry. Hey, we have Henrik. What are we talking about? Yeah, we like that. <laughs> Life's great. We <laughs> but yeah, now we don't have Talbot, so we can do. Yeah, that's it. But you know, we love Henrik. Got that going yeah. for us. I mean, not not to gloss over the Stars or the Blues, but the Rangers they're on the road all week, so we're not going to be no games at the Garden. Those are two very hard teams to play on the road. They got to find a way to get at least a one pointer. Take one of those teams to overtime. If they could beat one of those teams. Uh, I'd be very happy. I think the question we need to ask here is, if you're AV, who are you starting Ronta against? Oh, man. Do you I, I, I'm stuttering because I don't have a good Devils? answer. Do you start him? The Devils are easily the least potent team he'd be playing. Uh, but you also kind of want Hank in that game coming off. That's as close to a home game they're going to get. So Hank should be well-rested with the off day today. Do you I think play you, uh, him against the Blues? So here's how I, I look at it, and I said this before. We started Ronta against the Caps when they were riding hot, and I think you play the hotter team here, and the hotter team is the Blues. I think, so you, put, I think you put him in against the hotter team. You give Hank the day off against the Blues? Yeah, because they they're on a five-win streak right now. They're 7-2-1 and one is at the time of this recording. They're uh, in their last ten, and, they're man, they're playing well. Yeah, I don't see, I think – this time around, there really is no good answer. Like, there's no clear-cut answer. I might be tempted to start him tomorrow, or today, I should say, against the Devils, because that's going to be the most lackluster opponent for the week. But who knows? Maybe this is the week A.V. says he needs three games from Hank, and we just see Hank three times. That's kind of A.V. of him to do, so maybe, maybe that does happen. It's, po- it's possible. It's possible. Uh, quickly, with the Stars game, man, Stars have firepower. Jamie Ben, sixty-seven points. Tyler Seguin, Seguin, Seguin. You're 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 a, you're a struggle bus, man. We, we I'm gonna have to for when's your birthday again? Is your birthday in April? No. <laughs> uh, well, for my birthday, I'm gonna you get me a computer mic. I'm gonna get you like uh, hockey for dummies. Hockey for which dummies. Pronounces. It's really just. Can you get me English for dummies? I, I know his name, and I sometimes when I read it, I just I go terrible. We'll we'll, we'll work on it. Like we'll have a Jeopardy type night where I challenge you to. Say certain players. Can we record uh, that? That would be kind of fun. <laughs> we'll do a twenty-minute Jeopardy, hockey Jeopardy. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we'll we'll uh, we'll post about this uh, in a couple weeks from now. We'll do twenty-minute hockey Jeopardy with Ryan and Greg. That'll be that'll be quite the good time. It'll be all stuff we covered this season that I won't remember, and I'll make a fool of myself, and you can all enjoy it. I'll take uh, why hot dog is sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sandwich. Uh. All right, anyway, this team has a lot of firepower. Like you were saying, both these teams are, are playoff contenders, and it's going to be a really tough week for us. I Getting three points is going to be tough as it is, and I'm not sure we do. But I, actually, I, actually, I think we do. We're, we're a team playing well right now. We have good chemistry. Everything's coming together for us. And hopefully Mac's back by the end of the week. Oh, yeah, again, I think Mac will be back in time for the Blues game. I'd, I'd give him 
two games off this week just to make sure he's right. Like, there's no need to rush yeah, him. Yeah, let back. the man Rangers, eat hard food before he the Rangers are playing. They're playing good hockey. They they don't need to force him back in. I totally agree. So uh, before we go, you know, I, now that we've previewed all the games and uh, have recapped a wonderful four point week for the Ranger Land in Ranger Town, I have a little bit of a plug for someone. One of our uh, one of our listeners. You ready for this Lay one, it buddy? on us, man. Lay it on us. So right now, the Stanford Youth Hockey Association is doing a live auction. Do you want to hear more? Of course you do. Uh, they're auctioning a New York Ranger, wait for it, Hendrick Lundquist autographed goalie stick with certificate of authenticity. Now, what are you bidding for other than a lovely stick? They actually have a, uh, Sweden, a Swedish international program where uh, Swedish students and Swedish hockey players switch with uh, Connecticut uh, students, and they go switch to play hockey, experience each other's cultures, and live and go to school with each other. And it's a wonderful program that I'm looking to support. I'm actually going to post the link to that in our uh, description, and hopefully we can get some bids going on in this thing. Right now it's at 250 which, by the way, is half the price of a Henrik Lundqvist autographed stick anywhere else you can find. So if that stays that way and you want this stick and you're interested and you, you listen to this podcast, you know, go get a bid. I'm going to have the instructions in the uh, description and support this youth hockey team. I always support hockey. I'm proud of you, man, for getting through that without any errors. That was good, right? Yeah. Look at me uh, giving good plugs. We're going cross. We're going cross dimensional because I think you're going to like this too. So while we record, I always have something on in the background. It's Greg's background right. and your noise phone. of the day <laughs> and my phone. Well, today I had you know I have Raw on because I'm a wrestling nerd right. at the heart of it all. Uh, while we've been recording, do you know what match has been named for WrestleMania, bro? No, I don't know because I don't really watch wrestling and haven't since 15. But enlighten me. Oh. Well, you know, 15-year-old Ryan's about to get really geeked up because The Undertaker is wrestling Shane McMahon. Wait, what? <laughs> How is that real? Uh, it's real, and it's for the control of Raw, bro. The control of Raw? Yep. Wow. They're going deep. They got to they gotta pull them out for this one. They have no one left on that roster. In Hell in a Cell, too, bro. What? All right, maybe I I do I I will say I have watched the last two manias and the last two Royal Rumbles, even yeah, though I did just deny watching wrestling for the last twenty years. Well, you're coming in for mania. We'll have a blue shirt breakaway does I mean, WrestleMania. Oh yeah, our off season by the way, and we I've been thinking about this. We're gonna keep doing the podcast in the off season, maybe every other week, but we'll just talk about other things, <laughs> <laughs> like how a hot dog is indeed a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about Ranger news, but it'll mostly be nonsense. So if you guys are gonna like, what am I gonna do when Blue Shirt Breakaway goes away when the season's over in three months, five months from now? <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll be there for you. And that's all. We'll do it. That's we'll it for the podcast this week. Anything? Not our best. Anything to Not plug for best. yourself, Let's Greg? Go. Uh, plug for myself. I would just like to remind our viewers, stay tuned, because we do have another podcast coming out shortly. Yeah, we have our baseball podcast that we'll be announcing, and uh, hopefully you guys come on over if you're into really geeky baseball news. Because we're pretty, uh, we don't get crazy in-depth on our Ranger podcast. We, you know, we we're, we just talk like fans, right? We hang out like buddies. Yeah, baseball yeah. we're going deep, though. Baseball, if you are a real nerd and you really like baseball, Come on over, buddy. You're going to love I'm a happy guy. I traded for uh, Rymel Tapia today in our Dynasty League, and oh, I'm very excited about that. Good on you, buddy. Yeah, uh, buddy. But uh, that, that'll be the water's fine and nice and warm for all you baseball fans to come on over. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're going to get a big shout-out tomorrow from that uh, youth hockey organization, probably. And, hey. Uh, yeah, that'll be nice. And uh, uh, I'm going to be more in- active on Instagram this week, and if I'm not, you should yell at me personally. 
I will. I love doing that. I was talking to the fans and oh. <laughs> you too. Uh, and uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that crap. Follow me on MySpace, Friendster, and hang out with me. Text, text message me on my phone. Bug me on Twitter. Bug me on Reddit. Yeah, um, in yeah. We always. If you have anything, you want to know anything about us, ask it on Reddit. We'll, we'll totally answer. We're open books. Greg, I'll see you next week. We'll do a crazy Islander preview that I want to get hyped up for. And uh, have a good week, bud. I'm excited, buddy. I'll see you. I'll see you, fans. Greg, say goodbye. Bye-bye.